Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. If you're a parent like me, you want to know what your kids are doing if it's something that could hurt them. And vaping has come along, and it's something that is a little easier to hide than if a child was smoking pot or cigarettes or something. So how is a parent to know? What do we tell our children? How do we speak to them about vaping and the effects that it can have and the long-term effects that we don't even really realize yet? Joining me on Healthy Children today is Dr. Susan Wally. She's a pediatric hospitalist in Birmingham, Alabama. She also chairs the AAP section on tobacco control. Dr. Wally, it's a pleasure to have you join us again. Give the listeners a little working definition of first, what is vaping? Because not everybody really knows. And what do we know about it now that maybe we didn't know five years ago? Absolutely. Thanks so much, Melanie, for having me. So vaping or e-cigarette use is a relatively new um, product Uh, that came to the United States in the mid-2000s and unfortunately has really had an explosion of use uh, among our young people. Uh, So, you know, really the definition is any type of handheld device uh, that takes a, you know, e-liquid or a solution uh, and aerosolizes it uh, with the intention of being inhaled Generally, the solution contains, you know, a mixture of different chemicals, which include, you know, propylene glycol or vegetable glycerin, flavorings, and the vast majority of the time, nicotine. And oftentimes, the nicotine levels are extremely, extremely high. And so when we look at our young people and the use of, you know, because this is a tobacco product, we see that about one in four of our high school students are current e-cigarette users. And about one in 10 of our middle school students are current e-cigarette users. Now I have three boys and they're middle and high school. And, you know, it's just astonishing that we're seeing this level of use. Well then, so tell us a little bit about this vapor and you mentioned some chemicals. What happens when this comes in contact with a a coil that's heated up within this chamber? And why, because of this, people thought it was safer, Dr. Wally. They thought maybe it was a good way to bridge the gap between quitting smoking. They thought it was safer because people say, oh, it's water vapor. But that's not really the case, is it? That's exactly right, and I'm so glad that you brought that question up. We have enough information now, as you pointed out, e-cigarettes and vaping, you know, those terms are interchangeable. Um, you know, youth also will call it juuling for, you know, different products like Juul. Um, but these products, we have enough evidence to know that they are not safe, you know, particularly when we're thinking about our youth uh, or pregnant women, you know, these products definitely have health harms. And that, you know, there's no better example than Evoli, which is something that we certainly heard a lot about uh, last fall, summer and fall of 2019, which is e-cigarette or vaping product associated lung injury. And, you know, this is 
pretty much the tip of the iceberg in terms of, you know, people were hospitalized, people died. Um, and, you know, it really showed how dangerous these products can be. But what we found in the e-cigarette solutions, as well as the aerosol that it emits, are things like um, you know, carcinogens, uh, which are cancer-causing chemicals. We saw metallic nanoparticles, which um, basically, as you pointed out, there's a coil that heats up the solution. And when that coil gradually degrades, it, um, it basically emits these tiny heavy metal particles. We also see ultra-fine particles, even smaller than what we would see with conventional cigarettes that can get deep into the lungs and cause lung injury. Other things are volatile organic compounds, uh, of course the nicotine and the flavors that we know of. And I think it's important for you know your listeners to know that even though things like flavoring or the propylene glycol and vegetable glycerin are things that you might see in normal food products and are known as generally recognized as safe, we don't have any idea when there's inhalation of these chemicals over the long term what that impact is on your lung health and even more importantly on you know things like cardiovascular health things like cancer risk so you know while we do know about health harms and enough to say these are dangerous particularly for our youth we don't know the long-term impacts well, we certainly don't. And as somebody who called my son at college after doing a few of these shows and said, don't ever do that again, swear to God. And he sent me a video of him throwing out all of his vape products because it scared the crap out of me. Are you still seeing, and in this time of COVID, a lot of things have sort of changed in what our kids can get their hands on or what they're doing, but are you still seeing these lung injuries? Are we still hearing about any of that with our kids? Do you think they're getting the message? Well, I hope that they're getting the message, Melanie, but unfortunately, you know, related to COVID, we don't have the data to really know what the use is right now. You know, certainly anecdotally, we hear about kids who, you know, are certainly more stressed, more anxious, and using actually more than they were. Um, you know, right now we're in a period where unfortunately there is limited to no regulation. And, um, and so un unfortunately our youth are oftentimes able to get their hands on these products. But in terms of your question about uh, Ivali specifically, this e-cigarette or vaping product associated lung injury, we do know that those injuries, those severe injuries that are causing hospitalizations are still going on. Um, there was a recent um, CDC report that said, you know, Ivali is still happening. We still need to be asking about vaping and vaping use. Uh, you know, at my own hospital, we had uh, an Avali case recently that, um, you know, I think it's important for people to know that, you know, Evoli and symptoms of COVID have a lot of overlap. And so, you know, oftentimes these patients are tested for COVID, you know, not once, but twice, even more. And then the vaping history comes out. Um, I think it's also really important for your listeners to know 
that you know there's been a recent study actually just uh, in August of 2020 that came out that showed that e-cigarette users are more likely to have COVID. Um, we don't know all the reasons for that yet, but that certainly makes us very concerned and is even more reason for people to be quitting using vape devices and e-cigarettes, you know, of course, smoking and cigarettes. This is the best time to quit. Well, I was thinking about that, too, about the fact that they could overlap. And if a kid comes in with a lung injury or lung issues, COVID could really confuse the situation. And we're coming to this perfect convergence of flu as well. So, I mean, it could be really dastardly. So what is a parent to do, Dr. Wally? What parents, I think, want to know is you could tell us all of these dangers, you can tell us about the, the no regulations and the chemicals and all of these things, and yet our kids may or may not believe us or hear us. How can we talk to our kids, and how do we know? What, what things might we find around the house? Because they don't smell so much, like, you know, if they were smoking cigarettes or pot in their room. How do we know if they're vaping, and how can we get them to stop? That's a great question. And I think first and foremost, it is really, really important to focus on prevention. And, you know, what we know is that, um, you know, I've done a, a, a study where, you know, I've gone to schools and talked with middle and high school students. And what we see is that middle school students, so, you know, we're talking about sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, you know, they have higher uh, intent to try these products than high school students, and they have less knowledge. So what that says is we need as parents and as educators and as pediatricians to be talking to students or talking to our kids and to you know, teenagers, middle school students, sooner than what we are already doing. Prevention is the most important thing because some of these products, like Juul, have such a high nicotine concentration that kids can become addicted even with experimental use, even with use for only a couple of weeks. So prevention, number one, is the key. In terms of, you know, being a parent or an educator or a pediatrician, you know, really we want to be asking our kids these hard questions. You know, nobody wants to, you know, be in a situation where they have to ask their child, are you vaping? Are you using e-cigarettes? Um, you know, typically we, you know, you can't just start with a question like that if you really have never talked with your child or talked about some of these hard issues. So it starts early. Talk with your kids. Um, you know, certainly you know, we want parents to know that it is okay for them to say that these are dangerous products. Of course, we want parents, teachers, and pediatricians to be good role models. So if you're a parent who's a tobacco user, we want you to find resources to help you quit. And the 1-800-QUIT-NOW line um, addresses, um, you know, nicotine addiction, whether it's cigarettes or it's e-cigarettes or other products. You know, you mentioned how can a parent know? Well, you know, like you said, e-cigarettes don't have that typical combusted tobacco smell. 
Um, you know, there are 15,000 flavors of e-cigarettes, so that does make it hard. But we want parents to be, you know, really noticing what their child is doing. Um, and so, you know, certainly these products can be even more expensive than cigarettes. So make sure you know who they're with, what they're doing, and where their disposable income is going. Uh, you know, unfortunately, there are you know, 15,000 flavors, but there's also dozens and hundreds of different devices. And, you know, so, you know, trying to get familiar with what the, you know, the common devices are uh, in your area that's used. Juul is still the most common e-cigarette that's used by youth. But unfortunately, that is, um, you know, is hard because these disposable products like Puff Bar and Stig are also becoming very popular. So, you know, just Google it, put it in your browser, see what it looks like. I've had many parents when I've shown them e-cigarette devices say, oh, I found that and I had no idea what it was because a lot of these products are meant to be deceptive looking. Well, that is a really good point. And as one of those parents that when both my kids were in high school, I was kind of looking around their room for little caps, little things that looked like that, you know, because as you say, parents need to familiarize themselves with these products and what they look like, because some of them could look like a zip drive. Some of them could look like, I mean, they look like all kinds of things. So communication is really the key, Dr. Wally, and you said that. So as we wrap up, I'd love it if you would please tell listeners, as the expert that you are, and the AAP is coming out very strongly against vaping because it can be a gateway to smoking cigarettes or other things, but it's just so dangerous in its own right. We just don't know the long-term complications. So I'd love for you to wrap it up with your best advice, what you would like the listeners to know about about the regulations, about the dangers, about talking to our kids and really getting them to understand that this is not something we we know the long-term complications of and getting our kids help if they need it to quit. Absolutely. So I think that, you know, for your listeners, it's really important to know that the that e-cigarettes are not safe for our youth. And, you know, diagnoses or uh, these lung injuries known as EVALI, you know, are just the tip of the iceberg. You know, when we think about this COVID pandemic and, you know, the known harms of using tobacco products like e-cigarettes, uh, you know, the lung injury, you know, we have lots of reasons to talk with our youth, not only, you know, to say, we think that these are dangerous and we don't want you to use these products. You know, kids listen to their parents, even when you think that they don't. If you have a child that is using these products, then, you know, you have resources. Certainly, your child's pediatrician is somebody that you should go to and talk to. You know, there's also other um, uh, resources online. Uh, there's the Truth Initiative that has a program called This Is Quitting. And then, of course, the American Academy of Pediatrics and Healthy Children have resources and information for parents who are looking to make sure to prevent but also if they have a child that is using to 
um, help them seek treatment. Great information. Dr. Wally, thank you so much as always. What a great informative guest you are. And parents, listen to this podcast. Listen to it with your teens because that can help to start the communication and start the flow of discussion. And if you have friends with teenagers that may be doing this, if you know about it, share this show with them. Share it on your social media because we are learning together from the experts at the American Academy of Pediatrics, and there is no better gold standard. Our pediatricians are there to help us raise our children. It takes a village, and our pediatricians are helping us to keep our children safe, and that's really what it's all about. So please share this show. And if you want to listen to it, you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, everywhere podcasts are played. But of course, we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. I'm Melanie Cole for Healthy Children, the American Academy of Pediatrics and RadioMD. Stay well.